0: you are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. So how many of you were here last week? Last week, anybody? Oh, good. People came back. Pastor Chris starts talking about money and people come back. That's a great sign. Pastor Chris started a session or a series on stewardship and I know you think my goodness we get up we're in church we go from what we believe into the very first thing is our money right isn't that funny how God works with our authority and my thought process on this is very unique when it comes to stewardship I've spent the last 14 years of my life in financial services so I've spent day after day appointment after appointment hour after hour on stewardship with clients. Whether that's being on a budget, whether that's saving for retirement, whether that's being wise with those funds, making good decisions, and being purposeful, and trying to live in some form of of an abundance. But really, the, the bedrock, the foundation of stewardship, as Pastor Chris talked about last week, it's the tithes, it's the offerings. That's really the foundation to anything and everything when it comes to our stewardship and what God asks of us. And I look at it like this. Has anybody ever seen like a really good movie or a show? Like the movie, that they leave and they're like, I've got to tell somebody about this. Has anybody talked to Tom Becker in the last six months? He's not here. He's in Kansas City right now. But if you've talked to Tom Becker in the last six months, the very first thing he's going to tell you is, have you seen the show Chosen? Have you seen the show Chosen? It's so good. Like that is Tom Becker's anthem. And it's changed his life. And I love it. He'll, he'll joke with me about this next time I see him. He came up to me probably six months ago and he, he's got the dvds right and he's like you have to watch this like there was no and, and i was he gave me the dvds and i saw him the next sunday and he came up to megan and i and he's like so so how was it i was like tom i didn't get to watch him. you would have thought i i crushed his hopes and dreams i'm like so sorry i was like tom i'm so sorry i was busy i was out of town i came back you betcha i watched every one of those episodes before i saw him again and it was so true it was such an incredible show But that was, like, that was, he was such an advocate for that, right? And he still is to this day. I saw him last week and he said, You ready for Wednesday? You ready for Wednesday? You know, so he's such an advocate for the show. And the message isn't about the show, the message is about, like, that. When you talk of stewardship, you talk about tithes and offerings and what God can do. Like, I'm an advocate for that. And I'm so, so thankful to have this opportunity. I actually met with Pastor Chris about six months ago and I said, and I've been reading, I've read, there's a book called Blessed Life. I've gone through all the Dave Ramsey stuff. But, and I just felt, I just said, like, Pastor Chris, like, I think this needs to be shared. I think this topic needs to be spoken about in church. And so much of, so much of us is the American church. I mean, I, there's Netflix documentaries about it. It's all about the prosperity message and about, you know, Believing for more and having more and me, me, me. And I feel like sometimes in church, the opposite happens. Where the pendulum swings so far, the pastors and churches, they want to swing the pendulum so far back into either a message of poverty. Is that the message that we should be speaking? Is that the message we should be teaching? Or just nothing at all. They're so so afraid to even bring up the subject sometimes that, that there's nothing being spoke of at all. When really, I believe, and again, I'm not on staff here, I'm not getting paid a penny, like this is just a passion of my heart, that that there is a spirit of generosity that's right in the middle. And I know Pastor Chris did such a good job talking about that last week, but really that's what we're going to dig into today. Pastor Chris used a great example, just as part of the quick recap, he used a great example last week of the tip jar. And I don't know about you guys, but that is how I've spent... So much of my adult life, I've, I've been, my wife and I have been tithing for, since the moment we were married, I'm so thankful for that covenant and that opportunity to give, and we've been able to give in a number of areas, and I'm so thankful for that, but that tip jar mentality is that self-righteousness of, I want to give, but but did they see me? You know, you walk up, and, and they're, they're making your coffee, I don't drink coffee, but they're making your food, and you kind of, oh, do you put it in? Nope, do I, do I wait? Nope, nope. I want to make sure they see me put that money in. And that that could be anything in life. That could be the the tithe buckets, for goodness sake. I know that's been me at times. It's like, I want to make sure everybody sees that I've tithed, or whatever it may be. That's not the spirit that we're, we're really looking for. It's just the spirit of knowing that we're doing this to be a part of our obedience to him and our lordship to him. And one of the toughest things in preparing for this message was so many of these messages that you hear, that Pastor Crystal share, that you've heard from other incredible men is, there's so much storytelling and testimonies and things of that nature. But when it comes to money, it was, it was such a burden for me of how much. I could, I could spend the next two hours just sharing story after story after story of how God has met me in areas and testimonies. But I don't want it to be about me. So I'm going to do my very best. And I'm, I'm praying that God just leads and guides me to know what to share and what not to share. And really, when it comes to those first fruits, my focus and my burden for today is it's to help us live within God's promised supernatural provision. I'll say that again. I want to be able to just share what I feel God's put on my heart to help us live in that supernatural promised provision. Because guys, I truly believe there is a supernatural to this. I mean, you think about, like we believe in a, a God that was born of a virgin, that lived on this earth, that never sinned, that died and was rose again, if there's nothing supernatural about that, then why can't there be something supernatural about our finances, right? So, and I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm not here to manipulate anyone. Please hear me. I just just want us to be walking in the fullness of God's blessing. You know, I just want, I want abundance. I want abundance. I've seen that in my life and I just want that for each and every one of you. So, and I'm believing, as we talk about this, I'm really believing for breakthroughs and testimonies over the next weeks and months to come. It's just, let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord. Father, illuminate this word today, Father. Just help me keep me out of it, Father. Let you be glorified, please, Father. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you that you're here with us. You are so very welcome, and you're here guiding and leading us today. Lord, as this word challenges us, help it just reflect back to you and you alone, Father. Father. Jesus' name, amen. So I've got some good news. But before we can get to the good news, I've got a question. Who likes a test? Who in school liked tests? Anybody? Gabe. Of course Gabe would raise his hand. Who in school would show up and it'd be a test? You'd be like, what test? Test? No? Yeah? No? Yes, Gabe. I love that Gabe raised his hand. That made my day, Gabe. Thank you for that. So, yeah, you showed up today and you would have thought, well, what test? Did anybody tell me there was going to be a test today? And there is a test. Every time that we get paid, there's a test, guys. Why don't you open your Bibles to Malachi 3. We're going to dig into verse 6. 6 through 12. You're thinking the pastor goes out of town. They got this other guy up here just digging into our money, of course, right? But there is a test. Every time we get paid, whether you get paid once a week, once a month, every other week, there's a test. And the test is, who are we going to worship with our income who are we going to serve first? Are we going to serve? We're going to worship Amazon. Anybody have any Amazon boxes delivered this week? Oh my Lance, I don't know how they're. <sighs> Bass Pro, Visa, Walmart. Anybody have any Walmart purchases in the last? I don't. Oh, May, babe, babe, please keep your hand down, please. I swear, between Amazon and Walmart, but in the, none of those places are bad. Like. Those are great companies that do it. Well, we won't say great companies. Those are companies that are effectively allow us to do what we need to do. Okay? But what we're going to dig into today is, what do we serve first? When we get paid, what is the first and foremost? There may be a little feedback, Alex. Thank you. So let's just dig into it. Verse 6. That's Malachi 3. I, the Lord, do not change that could be a message in itself if you have a pen i would probably underline that i the lord do not change so you the descendants of jacob are not destroyed even ever since the time of your ancestors you've turned away from my decrees also known as ordinances and have not kept them return to me and i'll return to you says the lord almighty but you ask how are we to return Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. That's the Lord speaking. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And the Lord says, in tithes and offerings. You're under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Verse 10, and this is the Lord Almighty speaking. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be a food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it I will prevent, here's the protection I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty remember this is, this is the Lord speaking this is, not, this is not Malachi this is not me, this is not Pastor Chris then all nations will be blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty that's a lot pastor leaves, the guy comes up and starts talking about God saying that everybody's robbing him. Hmm. This will be my only time teaching this year, I can assure you of that. No. So, a couple things stand out. You know, we, like I mentioned before, we dug into 10 weeks of what we believe, right? Pastor Rick, Pastor Chris, <laughs> Freudian slip there, Pastor Chris, <laughs> Pastor Chris, Dug into everything from I love the ladder analogy right he 'd bring out that ladder and he 'd talk about the authority of God and he 'd climb all the way to the top and as you can see there 's no ladder i 'm not risking my life today i 'm going to just let you guys remember what that ladder looked like, and he would say, right God is that authority right that 's where it all starts, and then we 're down below right and our job is to to repent and be baptized and all those things that he spoke of, and in inclusion of that, I just love that And this is God doing this. Then what do we move into, right? What's one of the hardest things for us to give authority to God? It's our idols, right? And what's one of the biggest idols that we have? It's our money. What's the word say? The word doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So I come before you today just to share that we have to give him that authority also. And that's what the word's showing. And when we do that, like Pastor Chris talked about last week, we're being tested And when we're tested in that area, he's not testing our money. He's testing our hearts. Right? He has all the money he needs. But he wants our heart. He wants our obedience. He wants our lordship. And it takes trust. It takes trust to be in a position where, so I've got 100% of my money. Now you want me to give 10% of it away because that's what the word says about tithes. Tithes for tenth. I know he dug into that last week. If you missed last week's message, grab the podcast, go on Facebook. He dug into a lot more biblical aspect of things. I don't want to reiterate a lot of that stuff. But the tithe being the 10th, right? And he's saying, okay, I'm going to let you keep the 90%. You're going to be stewards of that, right? But I am going to do more with that 90 than you can do with that 100. And it's hard. It's hard. in a, Like, those tithes are set apart. Those are holy. But it's hard in a world that we live in today to be able to walk that out. I remember years ago when Megan and I were we were getting our first, our first house. We were tw- I was 22 years old. We'd been married one year, so this was 16 years ago. We met with a real estate agent, and we'd been tithing, thank God. And, and she went through our budget, and she didn't like dig through line by line, but she knew our income, and she's like, well I think you can afford this much of a house. And you know, why are you looking in this range and that range, and, and I just said to her, I was like, well this is, when I went through it all, and I was like, well we've got this amount that we give, and I know it's not in your, your worldly budget per se, but this is what we do. And you couldn't, like the look on her face was just in disbelief and shock because that's just not, just not what folks do. And that's where we need to live and we need to be set apart. We need to be holy. And when we give, like it says in Hebrews 7, when we give those tithes, it goes to God. In Hebrews 7, 8, it talks about those tithes are holy and those tithes go to the high priest, that is Jesus. So though God created a practical way for us to do that, they really, they go to him. And they are holy. But here's the best part, guys. Is that when we do that, let's dig into verse 10. This is one of the only times in the Bible, the only time that I'm aware of in the Bible. And I've Googled it just to make sure. And I've heard messages on it. So, I don't know how people did any research on biblical stuff like 25 years ago. Like, like, where's that in Ellie at? Well, there's, there's Joan. Like, what did Cecil do when he didn't have Google? You know? You know, like... But, but I Googled this to verify. So verse 10 of, of Malachi 3, he says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in the house. And then he says something very unique. He says, test me in this. There's not a lot of times in the Word that he actually says, test me in this. And we'll get into his promises in a little bit. But for him to actually say, test me in this. That's a big deal, guys, because he has it all. You know, Psalms 24.1, you don't have to flip there, I'll just read it. 24.1 says, the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. It's all his already, guys. There's, he is just creating an opportunity for us to live in covenant with him, for us to practically walk this out, to be obedient, and to walk in lordship. And we haven't even gotten into the offerings yet. We'll dig into those in a minute. But he wants us to live in abundance. He wants us to be able to walk out this blessing, to walk out of fullness. And, and he's testing us in this also, but he's allowing us to test him. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, I've never done this. Heck, I, don't even, I just started going to church. This is our job. This is our job to communicate this and to educate and, and to teach this. And if you're sitting here today and you're like, wow, this is really rubbing me. Yeah, I don't know about this. That's completely normal. And if you're sitting here today and you're like, I got this. That's great. I love it. But then the challenge of that is what, era, what other area of your life is he saying, you need to obey in this area. Is it repentance? Is it forgiveness? It's a lot easier for, for, for a pastor or a preacher to come up here and say, you need to repent. You need to, you need to forgive. You need to walk in lordship in those areas of your life. But this is just as important. So, the biggest thing that I've heard through the years is that, well, Ryan, that's great and all, but I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to do that. you either hear one of two things. I'm so blessed, you know, my family is so blessed, and we're so thankful that we've been able to walk in this, and God's provided for us, or a lot of times you'll hear, well, I can't afford that. And my encouragement to you is I would, regardless of your age or your situation, it's never too late to start, but it's never too early either. It's amazing, when I talked to Megan about this, I, I said, do you remember the first time you tithed? And she can, she's the, the detail-oriented, she can remember everything. And she's like, I can remember when I was five or six or whatever it was. And I, and I was the opposite, I was like, I can't remember never, I can't remember when I didn't tithe. I mean, I can barely remember anything to begin with. So, I can't remember not tithing. And that's, and that's important for us as parents also, as we have children, to be able to raise them up and to be able to know these foundations to be able to walk out this testing. And it's okay to be sitting here and wanting to spend time with the Lord and say, Lord, like, I want to walk this out, but I, I'm going to have to test you in this. And I challenge you to do so. So a couple practical things that I wanted to cover. Verse 10 talks about the storehouse. It says, we need to tithe. How are we doing on time? Okay, 11 o'clock. I promise you, we won't be here all day. talks about the storehouse and bringing those tithes to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And Pastor Chris covered this a little bit last week, but on a practical sense, those tithes need to go, to, they need to go to your local church. If you're visiting, whatever that local church is, if Freedom your local church, that's where they need to go. And it's weird to even say that, but that's, that's what the Word says. And the reason that happens, the reason that's important is he says, so there may be food in the house, right? God set up a practical way. Years ago, centuries ago, it was the Levites. The Levites, their job was the priests, Right? That was their role in the community. They didn't have jobs. They didn't have crops, right? So they needed those tithes and offerings. In the current day, we need those tithes and offerings so we can can give good food. Every Sunday, Pastor Chris comes up here. The number of times I have heard someone say to me, man, he just, (sighs) Pastor Chris just comes up and he, I've read that scripture before, but he can just break it down. Like, he can just make it simple. Like, how does he do that? Like, that's the good food. Like, that's that's what it's for. It's for those events like we're going to do, like Vacation Bible School, right? It's going to cost money to do that. The technology, right? All the, all the transition of last year with all of a sudden we had to go from, we need everything to be on Facebook, and we need all this stuff, and we need new routers, and we need... Like, that's what the storehouse needs the money for. It's important. And that's how God set it up with a practical plan in doing so. And there's also the... There's also the offerings. The offerings are incredibly important. And that could be, that could be a missionary, which we, which we give to missionaries as part of the church, but then also we create an extra opportunity for that. It could be a stranger. It could be a friend. It could be anybody. The offerings, the big difference, and he says in the word here, tithes and offerings. Those offerings are usually spirit-led. Those are, God puts somebody on my heart you saw somebody, whether they were at Walmart or Walgreens or whatever it may be, whether on the side of the road, whether it was a family member, whatever it is, those are usually spirit-led. That, that is that is an excess of that 10%. Because like Pastor Chris talked about last week, he dug into the tithe, but really what God wants is our heart, right? He wants us to to know and to be able to walk in the Lordship that it's all His and we're just stewards of it. And sometimes that's that's helping somebody out that you know, and sometimes that's your time you know it's not always money it's your time i've got a neighbor that uh i've got a neighbor that i love to talk to but every time i talk to him i know i'm in for at least 15 minutes retired guy anybody got one of those yeah and and yeah and it's i mean if we're gonna be honest there's times i've i've seen him and i've kind of just maybe not gone outside but but uh it's important for us to remember that those are opportunities for us to just build those relationships, build that community. And then when he comes over and says that he'd been diagnosed with cancer, like that's an opportunity for me to speak into his life and to pray and to encourage. And if I'm not doing those other things, it doesn't create those same opportunities. You know, we talk about the boxes, the food, us being able to give those out through the storehouse here. And those are, like Pastor Chris has said, those are just an opportunity for us to show up with something that's going to open a door for us to possibly have a greater conversation that could change a life. It's not the actual food, though that's important. It's opening those doors. And those are the offerings. Now let's get into... Okay, one one more thing on a practical sense. We talk about the 90%, right? The 90%, that's what we're to be good stewards of. And I truly believe... That, that if we are giving that 90% the ability for God to use and to bless and to be wise with it, it's going to make a big difference. And what I mean by that is if you're walking in a, a spirit of tithing and, and walking those out, but you've got you know, thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars of debt that you're paying 24% on and buying things that you don't need, like, that's going to put you in a position where you can't do really what God wants you to do. I know for Megan and I, whenever we were able to get to a point, thank God, whenever we were able to get to a point where the only thing that we owed a penny on was our house, I just felt like, and it was hard. It was hard. and I never ever want to go back to that point. But that was like, that's the whole Dave, and Dave Ramsey, there's all kinds of opinions about Dave Ramsey, but I believe that he spoke a lot of truth to millions of folks. And I believe that knowing that principle of not owing money you know, what's, what's the word say? I think I need to look down a little bit more. Sorry if I'm not being loud enough. Proverbs two seven says, A rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. And if we are owing everybody money, then it, it does not enable us the opportunity to walk in that lordship and that obedience. And I'm not here to condemn anyone. I've made all those mistakes. I remember there was a point in our life where, where we would basically build up credit card debt throughout the Year, and then we'd get our tax return, and then we'd pay it off. and then we'd do the same stupid thing, and we'd build the credit card back, that back up, and then we, and it, was just a, it was just a terrible cycle. like we've all been there at some point in our lives. And having that abundance to be able to give and to be able to be spirit-led has just been an incredible opportunity for us, and I encourage everyone to try and do that. All right, the promise. so let's get into the promise. Let's wrap this up. So I'm going to read verse 10 again. So it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in the house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see that, okay, so here's the promise, that I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it, that I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and your vines. And then verse 12, then all nations will call you blessed. So here's the promise, guys. It's threefold. The first one I'm going to cover is he's going to rebuke the devourer. He's going to create protection. That's what I want. I want that protection. I don't want. So in this example, he's talking to people that are, you know, the Israelites had crops, right? So he's saying these pests. The pests would steal the crops. pests would ruin their abundance. That's what I want, that protection on, on my crops. And that's not always money, guys. That could be anything that we walk out. But it's definitely just protection on things breaking down, on theft. To have the To have the heavens, to have everything that God has done, the greatness of the Lord Almighty, to have that on my side, rebuking the enemy, that is what I want in my life. So there's the protection. And then he's going to open the windows of heaven. He's going to throw open the floodgates. And this is where the whole prosperity message gets mixed in here, guys. And I don't want this to be about prosperity, but you could read scripture after scripture that just says, like, Proverbs eleven twenty five. 25, it says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I mean, I could list out 12 scriptures that sound just like that. There's just a simple practical aspect of when you do these things, there will be blessing in your life. And I want that blessing, and I want it for each and every one of, each and every one of us. It's the mentality of living to give rather than living to get. I read a book a couple years ago. It was called The Go-Gitter. Excuse me. It was called The Go-Giver. It sounds a lot better. It's called The Go-Giver, and it was about this, this young man in business and how his mentality had always been getting, 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 and how he changed his focus and how he was, in, he was able to commingle his life with people that their focus was giving. And some of them were successful and some of them weren't, but it was the mentality of changing that principle in our lives. It's not about getting it's about giving and being in that position to give. And it's not always about money. And the last, the last promises, the nations will call you blessed. And that's our testimony. That's our, our ability to be able to witness to others and to be able to share that testimony of how faithful God is. You know, I think of, of Psalms 23, well, let's just, let's just open up there. 23.1. 23, 1 through 3. It says... So I'm going to take a quick sip. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Okay, we're off to a good start. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. For His name's sake. For His name's sake. It's all for His name's sake. Whether it's our finances whether it's our, our lordship when it comes to forgiveness or just denial of self. Anybody ever out there that's had a rough week and they go home, whether it's a Tuesday or a Friday, and they pacify themselves? I love Matt, Pastor Matt Chandler from, from Texas. He always talks about pacifying ourselves. And so many times in life, we're so worried about whether we're walking in sin and we want repentance Are we just going home and turning on Netflix for four hours or having... Four or five drinks just to pacify myself, and not actually focus on what is really going on in life. And I love that the word says that we are to do this for His name's sake. It's not about us, guys. So let's uh, let's land this plane. So my question is: Do you believe? Like, do you believe what the Bible says? Like, in the Word, He says. I am the Lord and I do not change. So, whether this was before the law, this is after Jesus came and died, and this is today, like he does not change in this. And he has that ultimate authority, like we showed, like I mentioned with the ladder. He's at the top of the ladder and he just wants our heart. And I sit here and I stand here today just to encourage you if this is something you haven't tested him in, test him. I encourage you to give it a shot. Like he said in Malachi, test and them and then pray. And just be honest with them. We just have to trust him in this. Because he does not need our money. He just desires our heart. He just desires lordship. He calls us to good works, right? But it's so much more important that we do that with the right heart. Like we talked about with the self-righteous. Pastor Chris talked about that last week. Self-righteous versus, uh, versus doing it selflessly. He just wants us to do it in the right heart. And sometimes, that's, sometimes that is putting money in a bucket. Sometimes that is sharing Jesus with a neighbor. It's just blessing somebody you barely know. I love what, what Matthew twenty three twenty three says. Actually, can you put that up on the screen, Kai? I know Pastor Chris mentioned this, this scripture last week, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on this again. Because I think it's a great reminder to us This is Jesus talking. That's 25, 23. Let's try this again. There we go. He said, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, whichever. But you've neglected the more important matters in life, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. And I love that for two reasons. One is I've heard the objection of, well, Jesus never said to tithe, Right? Well, he's clearly saying he wants you to do both because he says you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So he doesn't give you the hook that you don't have to tithe, but he's telling us it's so important not just to tithe, but we still need to walk in justice. We need to walk in mercy. We need to walk in faithfulness. That it's not just about checking a box, showing up on Sunday or, or, or making an offering or a tithe. It's about our hearts. The last thing we're going to look at is Psalms 25, 25 verse 4. Twenty-five, verse four. It says, "The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Such is a generation of those who seek Him, who seek Your face, God of Jacob." I love that. He he says I, he, he speaks of idols who do not trust in idols, and sometimes that's money, sometimes that's other things. But he speaks of clean hands and a pure heart. And so often I feel like when we focus on blessing, we focus on money. But he said, those will res- they, they will receive the blessing from the Lord, a vindication from God their Savior. I just want you to recognize that if there's idols in your life. Anything that he's asking you to lay down, that you just take them before the Lord. Sometimes that is money. Sometimes you've got that box covered. It could be anything. It could be forgiveness, repentance, whatever it may be. But he just wants us to, to walk out this blessing through forgiveness and, and love through him. And I'm so thankful to have this opportunity. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to come before you today. To share what you've done, not just in my life, but in so many others, Father. I thank you for us, allowing us to dig into your word. Father, if there are idols that need to be laid down, whether financial or anything... In this house, Father. As you challenge us, Holy Spirit, just speak into the lives of those that are here today and those that are watching. Thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, have an amazing week. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 9400 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info
1: on our website at
0: freedomchurchscl.com.